we're all humans at the core. So we're never going to be that enlightened being that, that you hear about or talk about yet. You know, I think there's people that are probably close to it. Um, but it's like, as long as you're aware of who you are, where you're going and how you're living your life and just allowing that flow of alignment, that to me is, is spiritually awake, no matter what is going on in your life. All mystics have a story of how they found their spiritual calling and how they continue to deepen their own spirituality and connection to the universe. Let us hear their stories so that we may be inspired to continue ours. Awakening Stories Welcome back to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another installment of Awakening Stories, the series where we listen to inspiring women tell their inspiring stories and share their spiritual lessons all along the way that they've learned. Today, I have the immense pleasure of being joined by a gifted channeler, an intuitive, a spiritual coach who helps people unlock their soul purpose and navigate their life path, which I think the world needs a lot of right now. <laughs> so please welcome Catherine from the channeled source. How are you doing today on this beautiful Saturday? I'm doing very well. So oh, loving the sunny day I'm having here. Me too, except for it's mm -hmm. nice 20, but it's still sunny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So how about we kick things off with just you just telling us a little bit more about how this started for you. How did you, your, how did you start on your spiritual journey to becoming a channeler? Yeah, I, um, probably was always intuitive, even as a child, although I didn't really realize it or recognize it. And it wasn't till I was in my late twenties and early thirties that I kind of noticed I was opening up a little more. Um, I would just know things, things would happen. And then it kind of turned into, um, me deciding to take a tarot class. And that's really where it really opened up for me. And I was amazed at how well I did even after that first class. Um, and then from there, a few months after that is when I first started channeling and was really surprised, um, did not expect it, did not know it was going to happen and really understood after that happened that this was going to be my path someday um, that, you know, I was, you know, on a different path of the, you know, the career and, you know, going down all of those things that so many of us do and really understood that at some point I was going to get the message that, hey, the time is now. And so after many years of, you know, working with channeling and developing it and, you know, adjusting my vibration and, and really kind of understanding, it was always kind of like that hobby in the background. Um, I didn't talk a lot about it. It was just there. I worked with some different people that knew that I was able to do it. Um, and then one day I got the calling and I ignored it. <laughs> for a while as we do <laughs> yes and then they started knocking pretty hard like okay come on you know in life just it you know on the surface i was like i have everything i want i've got the best job i i absolutely love it i've got you know things are going well and it's just it, i just knew even though it was there it just wasn't right i just wasn't happy um you know you know personally, professionally, mentally, like all of those things, I just needed to kind of reset. And after that reset, I, um, you know, really said, okay, I'm ready to, to share this with everybody and let everyone know where I've been. So it's, it's been the journey, but how I work with people on their life path, I've gone through that same journey myself. Cause now I know I'm living really within my authenticity and, and 
doing the work that I'm supposed to do. Yeah, that must feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can I ask what you were doing before, what your job was before that you left? Yeah, I um, managed, um, I was a multi-unit manager within the healthcare field. So, um, you know, I was traveling all the time, working with a lot of different people and I loved it. You know, I, I loved being in management, especially multi-unit, um, really helping people grow and succeed and, and watching them get promoted or watching them, you know, excel. So made a total shift. <laughs> It doesn't but, sound like you did though, because you still are helping people. Live their I, yeah, path. yeah, I am. You know, I made the shift and it's funny. I look back at all of the jobs that I've had because I've, you know, my career has been very fulfilling for me. And in each one, I now know what I got out of it and what I'm going to take with that into my next, you know, into this and beyond. I'm like, Oh, that's why I had to, you know, understand, you know, purchasing and buying and all of that. Okay, this is why I was in management, you know, so I, I'm picking up on all of those different things. So I know someday I'll be able to open up that toolbox and go, oh, yeah, I remember this. This is why I was here. That's so cool. That's mm -hmm. just divine timing. Mm -hmm. It's finest, really, because yeah. you were meant to be and learn all those things so you can be more successful yeah. with where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. That's so cool. So um, do you channel a specific entity or uh, just the council or who do you channel? I channel um, a collective of Druids. So there's okay. two specifically who typically come through when I channel. Um, and I do have a guide that will come in now and then. Um, but it's really kind of that collective consciousness. But it's more from that, that Druid consciousness. How has it been building up your relationship with those Druids so that you know, they, both of you trust each other. Yeah, it's been a process. Um, you know, the one I've channeled for many, many years. So he and I have a very close relationship, um, even so much so that when he's kind of hanging around, I, I know where he is and can see him and, and sense him. Um, the, the other one that I that has come out just really in the past, probably past year, year and a half, um, he's, he's very he's different than the other one. Um, he's definitely more of that ancient than the first one is, um, very much more connected, very, you know, specific in, in what he talks about in fifth dimension and, and understanding the growth and, and where you're at and where you're going. So, um, that's been a very interesting and, and cool part. Uh, but the biggest thing is just getting my vibration to where theirs are at. Um, and they're lowering there. So it's understanding how we work together, how my body can manage um, the energy and the vibration, you know, when they come through, how they how they work with me. Um, and that's been the biggest, kind of the biggest learning curve. Um, yeah, you know, and there's even been times where I'll be channeling and I'll go back and listen to it. And they actually said she can't take it anymore. We're leaving like to whoever was in front of me. Um, and that that doesn't that usually happens after I'm channeling for a while, about two hours is my max that I can do. Um, so, but it's just, it, it's just fun to see kind of the, how the relationship grows overall between us. Absolutely. Oh, I have so many questions. Cause I, I am familiar with channeling like the mechanics of it, but I don't typically channel myself. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of questions. <laughs> but I also want to learn more about you too. So, um, you mentioned that kind of, you know, shifting of your vibration in order mm -hmm. to channel. And mm -hmm. I understand that you know, when spirits are on or guides, whoever entities are on the other side, their mm -hmm. vibration is much higher than ours mm -hmm. here on earth, right? Because mm -hmm. we're solid air quotes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Or energy. laughs> 
So how do you work to shift your energy so you can contact beings on the other side? How do you even, how did you personally do that? And how is it done? Um, so how I specifically did it is um, really they just them being around me, working with me, the more that I would channel, the more that I would shift my vibration. You know, when I first started channeling, I could channel for two minutes and I was like wiped. I was on the couch, like just needed to take a break. Um, where now it's shifted enough where I get a little more energized from it. And after I go more than an hour up to two hours, I, I am a little more drained, but I've learned kind of how to shift that. Um, also just looking in how I eat, um, you know, I don't eat animal products really much anymore. Um, you know, that, cause it's a denser food. Um, it doesn't have that higher vibration. So that is something that I've kind of cut out and had to, had to work in and, and move through that process. Um, the different downloads I get, um, I notice that I, there's times where I really have to slow down and just be in the moment. Um, you know, when I have a packed schedule and I'm constantly moving and going, they'll tell me, Hey, you've got to slow down. We need to realign you. And if I don't take that time, I tend to get sick. Uh, I tend to be forced to kind of be still. So now I'm just more aware of, okay, I need, you know, to maybe clear out a day where I'm just be, I meditate, I connect, um, I'll read, and I'll just kind of feel those different shifts and downloads. Um, and a lot of them happen to me while I sleep too. So I know if I'm sleeping a lot more that there's more work that they're, they're doing with me. Um, obviously it's with my agreement because, you know, I am the boss of me. I'm, I'm in control, right. but having that ability just to say, okay, here, here's where I'm at. So I don't know if there's a way that it works for everybody. Um, but I think part of it is just when you become more centered and more aligned, you're naturally, your connection is going to be a little more smoother. You know, you're not going to have this staticky connection because the wire is straight. So it's going to be a little more even. I love that metaphor. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. So was it always the Druids that you worked with? Uh, no, prior to them, I really just worked with my guides. Um, so one of my guides in particular, that's kind of been with me from, from that will be with me from birth to death. Um, she's one that I really connected with more. And then I kept noticing that, you know, there was a being around me. I didn't know it was a Druid. Um, but I always knew he wouldn't leave because I always ask everything that's not of, you know, the light and of my highest and greatest good needs to get out. And I would do it every night before I went to sleep or if I felt a little off during the day and he was still there. And I was like, hmm, okay, something's up. So I allowed him to stay because I knew there was a reason why he was there. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know the connection, um, but I knew that kind of my interests were moving more or over towards the artistic sides of things that I was really shifting in what I believed and where I was at. And, um, and so he just stayed. And then one day it kind of hit me. I was talking to a friend and I'm like, you know, he just won't leave. And I was explaining, you know, what he looked like and, and how I connected with him and what I was interested in now and what he was showing me. And that's where it hit me. And she goes, he's a druid. And it just all made sense. Then I started Google because I'd never heard of him before. I started Googling. I started researching. And, um, and that's then kind of when he started talking to me and I'm like, is this you? And he's like, yes, but don't believe everything you read. You know, he goes, it's been morphed a little bit. So right. um, like anything, you know, that we right. have. 
Right. So yeah, yeah so how it started. Cool. The Druids mm-hmm. are so interesting. And mm-hmm. um, last year, late last year, I kind of went through a little spell, like personally, about learning mm-hmm. more about Druids. I read yeah. a couple of books about them. I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And even within those books they weren't textbooks they were just books written by professionals they even said like oh all we know about the druids was written by people who weren't druids and they were written through a a christian lens Mm -hmm. and of course it's been morphed over time as you said Mm -hmm. and we like with every bit of history it's never you know the winners write history is what i'm was what my point is here yeah (laughs) yeah exactly it is really interesting i mean what they've done and what they did and what they believed Mm -hmm. in was Mm-hmm. really fascinating um yeah. obviously that's a whole probably a podcast show in itself just to <laughs> yeah. you know druids one-on-one <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah. they're definitely not what they're portrayed in hollywood often they're no. but they are certainly mystical and oh very much so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah they're they're so connected to the earth and the elements of the earth and the energies of it um you know even there's times where you know i was having issues grounding and i was having issues just and they were like well eat more root vegetables. Like they they told me like, like, why wouldn't you have thought of this? And I was like, Oh, I never thought of it that way. You know, they're like, you can eat foods that are part of that element. You know, fruit would be more air, um, you know, beets and potatoes, and that would be, would be earth. So they're like, eat what you look for. And I was like, Oh, I never thought of it that way. You know? So they, they really have that healing capability and just understanding how we can work with earth. Cause they always tell me, they're like, you, your soul is of the celestial realm, but your body is earth. Like it is from the earth. It's going to stay with the earth. So we always try to, you know, become more spiritual or become more, you know, enlightened. And they're like, your soul can become more spiritual and become more enlightened. Your body that you're using you know, for the, your life, that is earth. So you have to make sure you've got enough of that earth in there and that groundingness. And I was like, okay, makes sense. So it absolutely does make sense. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, people understand, you know, on a fundamental level that food affects your body, right? Mm-hmm. We often mm-hmm. don't think about it through a spiritual lens, how mm-hmm. food affects your, your spiritual body too. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned at the beginning that um, you don't eat animal products really much. Yeah. Um, I eat dairy, but I don't eat a lot of meat because it, mm-hmm. I agree it's, a, it's quite heavy and it's dense energy. And depending yeah. on how sensitive you are to energy, it yeah. might just not feel good in general. Um, so it's pretty common for spiritual mm-hmm. people to not eat mm-hmm. animal products not to say that yeah. you can't be spiritual and you know not have cheese right. or, or yeah. whatever but yeah it is quite dense and people don't we're not really thinking about it from a spiritual lens more from a health lens most often yeah well and I always tell people think about what works for you you know if I'm working with a client and they're like well I'm you know feeling this or feeling that and I'm like well if it if it resonates with you or it feels right give it a try you know but there's so many times where we hear about oh, you need to eat this, you need to eat that, you need to do this. And it's like, that's not really, that's not necessarily the case for you. You know, everybody is different. Every person is different. So, you know, what does each of them need to really succeed? And that's one thing the Druids have helped me with um, is really understanding, okay, just shift it. You know, like I'm able to, I started to introduce eggs back in again. Now, there's only certain eggs I can eat because of the energies of them and how the chickens were raised and how they're, you know, but, um, you know, they're like, you know, if it's raised in the right way, it works for me. Like I can eat seafood because it, it, if it's wild and if it's open caught, 
because it's how it lived, but I can't eat beef that's been raised on, you know, a cattle farm, you know, that I just, I can't do. So yeah, it's just kind of what works for me, what works for somebody else. Um, and just find your res- resolution. Yeah. I think a lot of people might find that helpful because they might not realize that the, the reason they're feeling crappy all the time is not because they're eating meat necessarily, but mm-hmm. like you said, how it lived its mm-hmm. life because it, it continues on. Mm-hmm. It lives on. Yeah, absolutely. Plus we could always eat more vegetables, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I can't eat eggs in general. I'm, I'm allergic to eggs, but I eat them anyway. And um, uh, I always regret it, but I always love them. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing that I've been good with. It was hard for me to first bring them back. Um, I was working with uh, a friend of mine's a medical intuitive and and she told me, she's like, she's like, I hate to tell you this. She's like, but you gotta, you've got to get some eggs back in your system. And I looked at her and I was like, I don't, she's like, just go spend some time. So I literally am at the grocery store picking up and feeling the energy of all of these different cartons of eggs. They probably thought I was crazy there. Like, <laughs> just pick one, like you don't have to touch all of them. Um, until I found, you know, one in a brand that I was like, okay, this one is, you know, organic, open pasture. Um, you know, it just had that right energy that, that meshed with me. So I was like, okay. And those I was fine eating, but you know, it's just finding that right balance. So would you consider raising your own chickens so you can have, you know, if I actually had land and not air that I lived in, because I'm in a condo, I (laughs) would maybe look at it. Um, but I am actually more on the gardening side. Um, I love plants. I even have some tomato plants that are growing inside right now. Um, cool. Yeah. So early yeah. in the year for tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a hydroponic system. So oh, okay. I have um, kind of been exploring that. And then once the winter goes away here and, and spring comes, my whole you know little balcony will be full of plants and vegetables and stuff. Yeah. So I'd probably go down more of that path and have a huge garden versus chickens, but you never know, you know, that might be my next step in, Maybe. in my evolution. Yeah. That's so cool. And that makes total sense with being connected with druids because like mm-hmm. you mentioned druids were of the earth mm-hmm. and of mm-hmm. course if from a practical standpoint when the the group was around agriculture yeah. was the only option right you didn't go mm-hmm. to a store to buy your yeah. food you, you grew your food so that yeah. makes total sense were you always a gardener or did you start gardening once you started shifting your vibration and, and getting to know the druids a little bit i always liked plants um <clears throat> but my grandmother was a huge gardener um my mom had plants, but wasn't really into the gardening thing, so to speak. So I always kind of had it there. Um, I liked eating fresh vegetables out of my grandma's garden or when she would, you know, drop off different things. Um, but it, I didn't really have the calling until later on. I think part of it was I traveled so much for work mm-hmm. that I, I just kept killing them because I was never home. I wasn't there to take care of them. Um, you know, I'd look at something and be like, well, you've been gone for a week and it hasn't had water. So that's probably why it's, it, you know, it died. So I think it was there. It just wasn't as prevalent. Um, you know, I'm a believer that our interests open up at the right time yes. and that they come and go when we need them. So right now it's all about gardening and plants. And um, and my sister laughs at me. You know, every plant I have kind of has a purpose. It's either an herb. It's a vegetable. It, you know, continually flowers. So it has that beauty piece to it, you know, but she has a whole house full of just plants that just are green and look good and they're nice but i'm like what does it do and i think that's where the druid part of me comes in is they were all about healing and you know sustenance so if a plant doesn't have something like that it's like okay what you know what is the purpose so 
plants are so cool. I don't mm-hmm. know if you can see my plant here in the background. I can. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that a snake plant back there? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. And yeah. I have a, a myriad of spider plants. Like I have four spider plants that are like over a decade old. They're huge. Oh, got wow. an aloe in here. And that's just in oh. here. Um, yeah, I, I love house plants and I mm-hmm. have a house now and this will be the first uh, spring and summer growing season where I'll actually be able to grow something because I oh. won't have either a pregnant belly or a newborn so i'll actually be able to grow something and i'm really excited i've never actually successfully grown vegetables and fruits before but i i agree with you i love that like connected Mm -hmm. element that practical Mm -hmm. element obviously herbs are pretty easy to keep yeah those are great but yeah it's the connection and knowing that you can like pick up a tomato and be like i grew this tomato and it tastes better Oh, so much better. Yeah. I, I absolutely love it. So I'm glad you're going to be able to explore it and, I know. and talk to kids too about it, you know, as they're getting older. Yeah, exactly. Assuming that the bunnies don't eat it first. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> they, they do become a nuisance at times, but you know, I think it's just about setting boundaries, you know, whether it be a physical boundary of offense or just an energetic boundary with the bunnies, like, Hey, you can have your share, but the rest is for us, you know, right. kind of laying that out exactly. if they listen right because right. the thing is, is like, i don't want to like trap them or scare them away because it's i'm in their space yeah but also like these are mad tomatoes not <laughs> yours man they're not growing these for you yeah absolutely <laughs> eat the food i left out for you yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so yeah. cool yeah These plants could definitely be spiritual yes just as people don't realize because they're obviously alive and mm-hmm. oh yeah they're so alive much. and have feelings and you know, they have that, that connection too. Obviously it's a different way, but you know, I'm a believer that there's, there's still a, it's still a soul, you know, or a spirit that's connected to them, you know, like anything we have. So. um, I totally agree. mm -hmm. Do you believe you were a Druid in a past life? Yes. Yes. The multiple. Yeah. 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 And I think the work that I'm here to do again with really getting the knowledge out that they have, um, talking about life purpose and path and, and all of that. I think that it's, it's something that I agreed to, you know, is that soul contract, um, prior to coming here. And, and I've had my moments where I'm like, what were you thinking? Like, really, you're going to do this again. Um, but I know, you know, it's, it's right. And I wouldn't have, my soul wouldn't have decided to do it if it wasn't on my path. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah you know i often think like why did i agree to reincarnate again <laughs> why did i want you in my life <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. it's hard to push aside the ego in that instance mm-hmm. but it's important to do so yeah yeah that's amazing yeah. so what um what kind of does your day-to-day look like as being a channel like are they always there do you have to do a specific ritual to before you start channeling how do you maintain your vibration like what does that like energetic maintenance look like for you um you know day-to-day is is very different for me depending upon what i have on my schedule um there's some days where i am just totally tuned out and just dealing with you know human things as i call them um yeah. So, you know, there's, there's that, there's that piece that, that is just constant. Um, I th- believe they're always with me, whether I can, am I tapped in enough to know that they're there? I, I don't, I stay off really 99% of the time. Um, you know, unless if I'm working with a client or there's a, you know, or I'm meditating or channeling or something like that, but I, I'm not, you know, people always say, oh gosh, you know, or they're just there talking to you. And I'm like, no, I, I just, I can shut the door and say, no, thanks. You know, not right now. Um, so from that standpoint, 
you know, they're, they're there. Now, I don't really have a ritual to get into channeling. I can just kind of open that door and let them in, um, which I know is different from others. Um, but, you know, after I channel, it's really that, okay, how do I reground? How do I reconnect? Um, sometimes, you know, I won't sense that I need the grounding until later on. Um, sometimes it's immediate. I'm like, okay, you know, go get my stones, go, you know, reconnect, um, or at least just clear out some of that energy that they, they put in. Not that it's bad, but it's just, you're just at that different higher level. It's kind of like that high. So I'll clear that. So yeah. spiritual high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. if you don't do that, then you'll just get all loopy and <laughs> go all over the place. Probably won't be able to really connect anymore. Yeah. You know, I can always still connect with them, but it's like, I can't connect back to the human side of me. Mm. So it's like, I spend so much time in that, in that spiritual and celestial realm and that high, high vibration that it's like the human side of me then becomes unbalanced. So I always try to balance out the two. So, um, just in looking how I can just re recenter myself, um, just to, to balance. Cause that's the one thing the Druids have taught me is that, you know, we have duality in life and balance in life. And they look at duality and balance as very similar. So if you've got everything in alignment and that balance, it, it'll always just continue to flow. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That is based on what I do know about Druids, whether mm -hmm. how true it is or not. That does sound very in alignment. Yes. yes. Druids. <laughs> so are you like a Druid history expert now after all this? I am not. Um, I did enough research to figure out who they are and then they filled in some of the gaps. Okay. Um, you know, they, there are times though when I will be watching something, you know, cause there's a lot about Druids on TV shows and stuff now. And there was one, I don't remember what I was watching, but at one point all I heard was that's not correct. And I was like, whoa, okay, well clarify for me. And it was talking about, you know, there's there's um, a lot within, at least in the entertainment world that says, you know, that they sacrifice people and that they were pagans and that whole thing. And they're like, that, that was not who we were. Um, and I believe that just because of how their energy is, that isn't, they didn't have that belief style. Um, you know, but they said, you know, if there was an animal that was injured or hurt, yes, if they couldn't be healed or saved, we would, you know, end their life for out of mercy to them, but then we would utilize the meat and, and the bones and the skin and stuff to help everyone else out. So they said, you know, it they it's looked at from that sacrifice, they go, but it wasn't. It was out of mercy and out of kindness that we knew we couldn't heal them. So why have them continue to suffer kind of thing? I was like, okay, that make, that makes sense. It does. That's the opposite mm -hmm. of sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. A few books that I read, they mentioned that sort of thing too, where like, oh, it does, it's not really a sacrifice. They're not pagans. No. Not the same thing as pagans at all. So yeah. And also pagans didn't call themselves pagans. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Other people well, called them pagans. If, if you read up on it, pay, the word pagan, um, from what I've understood, and I could be wrong on this, but from what I've read, is really meant that people that lived outside the city center. You know, because way back in the ancient times, you know, everyone kind of lived in little clusters, you know, that were considered cities. And they didn't. They always lived outside the city, um, um, you know, in the forest, you know, m among the trees. And so they said that's kind of where that word, that word then has morphed over, you know, all the centuries that have gone, meaning, you know, oh, you, you know, into what we believe pagan to be today. That's so cool. I love history. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, anyone knew this about me, but I do love history. I, I read history books quite often, but I specifically love 
ancient history mm -hmm. it's so interesting like the time of the druids like yeah. thousands of years before the common era and yeah. like when all these words are creating especially when it comes from like a spiritual religious sense it's mm -hmm. so cool and it can teach us so much and yeah. it's must feel I feel like it would be such an honor to be able to talk directly to the Druids and to hear the truth mm -hmm. right from them. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I feel a sense of kind of wonderment that they've come to me and work with me. And I know the reason why is because I, I, I chose it and I've, I've been a Druid in past right. lives, but it's, it's amazing how much they, they really know, you know, and how it all comes back to just living that fulfilling life. And, and if you take what they say, and you, sometimes it's hard to decipher because they speak at such a higher level, but, right. you know, once you can kind of get down to the root of it and see how you connect with it, it makes, it makes so much sense. Um, and just the downloads they provide, I, I was doing a, a gallery reading with some people um, last week and all of a sudden, like they just started this huge 5D download. And I was like, what, you know, and I'm channeling. And I remember sitting there going, what is going on? And I went back and I watched it when I got home because I recorded it. And I'm like, okay, what happened here? And I'm like, they just tap into all of these different areas, but it's all about just growth as beings and that reconnection. Um, so it, it always amazes me what they come up with whenever I do a, a session with someone, they're like, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, who knows? Like, we'll see when we start talking. <laughs> it must keep you on your toes. Oh, it does. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not just, I'm like, where did that come from? But you know, I'm like, you know what? It's, I always say the messages are meant for the people that are there. So I say, you know, even as they're you know, if it's recorded and they watch it later or they're with me live or whatever it is, like it's going to get to the right person, uh, even so much so that a friend of mine was at a gallery and I was doing this was a few months ago and um, her son was supposed to come, but didn't for a couple of reasons. He wasn't able to make it, but I had recorded it and then I had sent it to her and I said, well, hey, have Jack listen to this. I think, you know, he'll. and she goes, you know, you said something about um you don't have to go and live in the forest in a yurt to write poetry. She goes, he wants to go to a forest, live in a yurt and write poetry. And I'm like, you are 18 years old. We really need to relook at this. <laughs> so she's like, that was so meaningful to him. And I said, well, he was meant to hear it, whether he was there physically or not you know, you're going to get out of it what you get out of it. And I don't know if anyone else got something out of that little message they had, but um, it had meaning to him. Absolutely. So. As fun as living in a yurt would be, you could definitely <laughs> write poetry from anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And that was their point. They're like, you can, you know, you can evolve. So, um, you know, as long as you're doing what you need to do and want to do, I don't necessarily think location is as important. Um, I think at times it can be, but. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's so cool. I'm getting chills and talking about this. And mm -hmm. this is my jam channeling druids, mm -hmm. history, plants. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what does the term spiritual awakening really mean to you? Um, for me, it's really more about awareness. Um, you know, people say, oh, you know, I'm spiritually awake. I'm connected. But it, to me, it's an awareness of who you are and how you're living your life. Um, because, you know, we're, we're all humans at the core. So we're never going to be that enlightened being that, that you hear about or talk about yet. You know, I think there's people that are probably close to it, 
Um, but it's like, as long as you're aware of who you are, where you're going and how you're living your life and just allowing that flow of alignment, that to me is, is spiritually awake, no matter what is going on in your life. Um, you know, they, they talk a lot about life purpose and, and they give it to me as an example of like a river, you know, our life path is just basically this big river and we're floating in a boat. And if you're aware or spiritually awake, you realize what's coming to you. You're not fighting the current. You're not trying to get that oar out and paddle your way, or I want to go this way or this way, or I need to be straight. But it's about just that being awake and aware to what is coming in. And if your boat kind of goes over to the shoreline and you see some trees, it's like, that's where you're supposed to be. Like, just mm. let the universe and your guides really let it flow and guide it. Um, and that's when really you have that awareness and you're awake to it. It's when we fight it and we push back and we're trying to steer and we want to go backwards and no, we want to go faster. It's like, that's when it becomes more problematic. And I don't look at a person being as awake as they are. Um, I went through it as well. I was like, oh no, I'm flowing down my river. And then, you know, looking back, I'm like, you were not flowing down your river. Like you were like, had the the aura, you were looking for the motor, you wanted to go see this tree and you wanted to go to this side. I was like, you were the least aware of flowing. So um, I believe I'm flowing a little more now. Who knows? I may look back and go, yeah, you still weren't, but you know, <laughs> but that's I'm better than what I was before. That's for sure. I love that. That's mm -hmm. such a nice way of putting it. You're full of cool metaphors. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not all mine. I'll tell you that. There's okay. A lot of them. So you can give them credit. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I do. Yeah. I love that metaphor. That makes so much sense. Yeah. 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 It's just simpler to understand that way. I always used to use roads and they'd always use it kind of as a road, you know, bumpy or curvy or, you know, is it paved or is it rocky? And they kind of switched it over to rivers. And I'm like, oh yeah, I like, I like that one better too. So. Oh, and you can make it even deeper by saying like, what's under the water? Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphors are awesome for explaining spiritual concepts that are hard for us to understand for sure. They are. Because I will say, we never know everything about, you know, spirituality or, you know, soul growth or where we're from. Like we always just know just a fraction of it. And so it's so awesome to use these metaphors in a humanized way. You know, even once I channel for someone, I'm always, you know, when I come out of it, I'm like, okay, what do we need to humanize now? Because I can remember for about an hour afterwards. So I'm always like, okay, let me humanize it for you. Because otherwise people just leave and they're like, I know there was a lot in there, but I, you know, can't decipher it. So mm -hmm. that kind of gives them the ability to, to have a better understanding of it. Mm -hmm. It makes me wonder if the Druids have gotten better at what, how you say humanizing their messages, mm -hmm. or is that kind of up to you? Um, they really more leave it up to me. Um, mm -hmm. They've even said in certain sessions, they'll be like, oh, she can explain this further. Um, it's like they, they don't want to get into the weeds with a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of times when they, when I channel, they do allow for questions. So they'll ask the person or the group, you know, do you have any questions or was this clear? They want to make sure it's clear, but there is a point where it's like, because they're not human, they can't get it down to that basic level. Okay. Um, and even when, you know, I've heard other channelers speak at times and, and I'll hear from someone you know, someone will ask a question and I'll hear the answer they give, but my answer is very different. It's that at the root, it's the same, 
But when I look at how they said it, I'm like, oh, so it's like they just think at that different, at that different consciousness and that different level. So, um, so yeah, there's kind of that that difference, and that's what I'm there for. And I think that's why I can remember it. And most channelers can't remember right after they come out, but I can. I feel like that is a gift they've given me to say, okay, now humanize it and let people understand it. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to make a comment about how you said you remembered it. And usually that's like the famous thing about channeling their stereotype rather that they yeah. don't remember it. And it's like, Ooh, what, what did I just say? Exactly. <laughs> not to, yeah. not to, uh, you know, um, be rude about it or anything, but yeah, it's pretty common for pe- channels not to remember. What yeah. And I used to not remember it. I used to not remember really anything. And that's something that's kind of opened up. Um, and there are still things where they'll say, well, you mentioned this and I'll be like, I mentioned what, you know, so there are those moments where I don't, but the nice thing is, is that the Druids are still there. So they, they tell me what I'm, what they were talking about. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I can still kind of break it down. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a difference about me that, that I'm glad I have, um, but I'm happy that I don't remember it forever because I'm like, it is not my information to hold it is, especially if i'm working with a client one-on-one this is their information this is their knowledge and it is for them so i can help them humanize it and then you know it, it leaves me and that i'm very happy for because i don't want to hold everything that i hear so. right no that'd be way too much of a burden mm-hmm. yeah if you remembered every if any reader remembered every information that was ever oh. read yeah. they wouldn't be able to do it mm-hmm. it would be too exhausting yeah, yeah absolutely dang well, I'm glad you have that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you have that too. So, um, so you've gone through a lot of spiritual energetic shifts and growth in order to get to this point mm-hmm. where you have this beautiful relationship with your Druids, mm-hmm. uh, your Druid friends. <laughs> so what has surprised you the most during this journey? I think how much I've changed. Um, you know, I, just how I look at things, how I relate with people. Um, just my mindset overall has really shifted to more of a, a more of a oneness mindset. Um, you know that we're all all the same. We're all one. And yes, yeah, some people may have other things than others, or might look at things differently. But you know, I can I really look at people from a soul standpoint now, and and that I think has been the biggest shift in working with them. And I realize as I'm, you know, working with people and doing this work that I have to, you know, I have to see them from a soul level instead of a human level. And, and that's been the biggest shift, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. And as I'm growing and evolving myself, it's letting me kind of share this with others. And, and I look back and not, I look back at myself, you know, 10 years ago and, and I, it's not like I go, my gosh, who were you? Like you were a terrible person. Like I don't have that, but it's more about the oneness and the whole now and how we can just all, if we support each other, it's, it's better for everybody all around. Absolutely. Very well said. Mm -hmm. I love that. What would you tell your younger self then 10 years ago about your spiritual journey? Don't be afraid. Um, you know, just there, there's times where I go, oh, I wish this would have came in faster. Like, I wish I could have been here 10 years ago, but I know that wasn't my path. So I think, you know, by not being afraid, it's like, there were a lot of things that would come in that I would go, 
oh, I don't know about this. Oh, I don't know about that. You know, and it was just, it's like, just be open and just accept and allow. Um, there's so many times, and I was myself, you know, where society tells us what we should do, our parents told what us to do, our friends, our family, you know, you know, and I got kind of caught up in that at times, which a lot of people do, but now I'm really able to step out and go, what is right for me? Where's my connection? Um, how does this, you know, you know, when people would say, you know, oh, you quit your job, you, I ended a relationship, I did all these things that happened and, and they're like, really? Like, why? And I'm like, because it wasn't aligned with me, because it wasn't where I needed to be at that point in time. And it could have been very different for me. I could have stepped away from all of those things, <clears throat> recentered myself, and I could have went back to them. You know, I could have went back into multi-unit management. I could have, you know, reestablished a relationship, but it wasn't what was right for me at that time. And now I know that because of where I am now, that what I have is just so much more fulfilling than what what it was before. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. You can really only know that with life experience, you know, yeah. and taking the leap and mm -hmm. not being afraid to find out if something else is more fulfilling because it almost always will be. Oh, yes, it will. Yeah. And I always tell people, try something. If you have a call to something or something resonates with you, try it, you know, especially with hobbies. You know, I had people that will say, you know, oh, I get the urge to paint. I'm like, then go paint, you know, and they'll be like, well, then I got to go buy the canvas and the, the, <clears throat> the paints and the oils and the brushes. I'm like, if you're just trying it out, go buy the, the kid's watercolor set. See if you like it, you know, just see if that resonates. You don't have to invest in this huge hobby if you're not sure if it's for you. Start small, see if it is. And if it is, then maybe upgrade to, you know, the, uh, a, you know, a pack that has a canvas and a few, you know, paints in it. And then you, you know, then you can go beyond that, but just, Find where your passion is and what calls to you, because there's a reason why it's calling. And the more we push those things off and the more we ignore them, the more difficult it becomes. And I feel like the universe is then, you know, like screaming at us, do this, do this. <clears throat> and once you do, it becomes so much more. Um, <clears throat> and, and we really realize where we're at and what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's mm -hmm. funny because the universe will send messages like crazy to you mm -hmm. until you make the decision and then the messages will stop yeah. because you've made the decision and you're doing it. You're right. So, yeah. and then you're usually finding you love it. You're like, yeah. okay, this is, this is what I need to do. Whether it becomes a job or a hobby or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it just, there, there's a reason for it. Yeah. I always like to remind my clients as well to just do it and just mm -hmm. experiment. Don't be afraid, yeah. do it for fun. And yeah. I also kind of branching off that, like to tell them that it's, it doesn't have to be a thing, you know, right. it doesn't have to be like you said, a job or a hobby. You don't have mm -hmm. to sell anything. You don't have to show right. anybody. It can just be just for you. And that yeah. is often more soul fulfilling yeah. than if it were to become your job, because if it, if you were meant to be a professional artist, probably you would know, right. You wouldn't just be like, yeah. painting seems interesting. Yeah. 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 It's just about ex exploring. And I, I love how you say, do it for you because there are so many things that, that we do, you know, just for you. Like I'm a big journaler. Um, mm -hmm. and I didn't go, I might go a week and not pick up that journal at all, but I always go back to it. And it's like, I know no one else is ever going to read it. No one else is ever going to see, but it's what I do for me. And I realize I like to write, you know, now I'm like, 
you know, they're giving me ideas of different books I could write or different messages I could put in them or, you know, and I'm like, okay, the time's not right now, but I feel like that journaling is kind of that beginning of it. And I've been journaling, you know, for years. Um, but you know, it's just kind of that, that opening. And so it, it, that that's what I do for me each day. And, and I love it. I really enjoy it. I totally agree. I mm -hmm. love journaling. And sometimes my journals are just bullet points. Sometimes yeah. it's only a couple sentences. Yeah. Sometimes I had like the best day of my whole life and I'll yeah. write like three sentences. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I'm, you know, you're feeling a little heavy and you just need to write and write and write yeah. and write. And it yeah. does. Like, yeah. And it, there's been a lot of studies that show that physically writing things down with your hand mm -hmm. not only improves your mental health, but it, it improves your like brain health as yeah. well. So. It's, it's a big good. release. You know, we talk yeah. about how you can release stuff and how you can heal. And to me, writing is one of those things that is one of the biggest releases for me. Even if I don't have my journal with me, I will take a scrap of paper and just start jotting things down on it. It's like getting it off my chest. And that paper may just go in the garbage then, but it was just a way for me to get it out, get it on paper, and then be able to walk away from it. Yeah. Oh, you said that perfectly. I said that all the time that mm -hmm. writing is, it is a release because it's almost yeah. like it's flowing out of you onto the, yeah. onto the paper, right? Yeah. And then if you do happen to discard that paper, you don't have to, to release it. Yeah. If you do, it is, it's like, get away, send it back yeah. to the universe, back to where it came from. Yeah. I do a lot of the intentional burnings, you know, sometimes oh, at yeah. the end of the year, you know, um, I'll, you know, jot down all of those intentions or anything I want to release. And I love, you know, when I'm, intentionally writing it and then you know instead of throwing it out because then I'm like well where's it going to go when I toss it you know where when I burn it it just you know you're giving it back to the universe so. absolutely beautiful what a fantastic way to end this conversation yes. um Catherine I want to give you a couple minutes to just kind of share where we can find you where we can connect with you whatever you want to say yeah. Well, you know, I look forward to connecting with people. If you, if this has resonated with you, I hope to hear from you. Uh, you can find me at my website, which is thechanneledsource.com. Um, I also have um, Instagram and Facebook at The Channeled Source. So I know all of that is going on the ticker below. Yes. So you can, take, you can take the look for me there. Um, and I also, you know, I post a lot of the messages I've recorded in gallery readings and stuff on YouTube. So I'd say, you know, if you're interested in kind of how I channel or what the messages are, definitely go there and, and leave me comments on any, you know, any of the platforms you can find me on. Um, you know, I love getting questions or comments or thoughts, or if there's a topic that you want me to touch on at some point, definitely, definitely find me there. Um, and even if you just want to meet me and chat, I do um, complimentary 20 minute sessions with people, um, you know, to kind of figure out where you are in your path. Um, you know, they're kind of an intro for, for my coaching, but they don't have to be. Um, I've had people just say, hey, tell me more about what you do. So I'm happy to do that as well. So um, I'll say just reach out. You know, I love I love meeting people and, and connecting with others. I do too, which is why I'm glad I met you. Yeah, <laughs> you too. Yeah, absolutely. So, ah. Uh, Yes. Oh, we created such a nice energy here. I loved, loved this conversation. It was definitely a unique one. Out of all the other women I've interviewed so far, nobody has talked about the Jewids. So that's been okay. quite amazing. Well, wonderful. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for being here, Catherine. Well, thank you for having me and you have yeah. a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel as inspired by that conversation as I am. 
you can find more of these beautiful awakening stories from all kinds of beautiful women from all walks of life by going to spirituallyinspired.co slash awakening stories. And if you have a story to tell, I would love to hear from you. Just send me an email at sarahray at spirituallyinspired.co. Thank you.